podcast like this is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports show. As you can see, I've been kicked out of the office, Papa Dude. I'm outside, <laughs> but I'm still here. Is it, How do I sound? Is audio okay? Yes, you just look far too comfortable. Far too comfortable. I am very comfortable. I've got a TV that's got Belmont Park on in the background here. I honestly, uh, I think I'll come out here more often. This is nice. Well, it's a beautiful day to be out there. You're in the shade, and I'm sure the temperature is just perfect. It's great weather right now. Yes, good weather right now. It's going to get cool, though, and what that means is the big-time football games are here when it starts getting cooler uh it's october so it's time i may have sweatshirt tomorrow it's gonna be very chilly uh hopefully our picks are not chilly this week i felt like we did really good last week we really did um my uh, little teaser things where you want to call them i got six out of nine Mm -hmm. i got seven out of nine the the, uh week before so i've been kind of hot on those i don't have a lot of zingers today though oh you do too come on you've got some not too much. I'll be honest. Uh, we, we're on a little bit earlier than I thought we would be. So I had to kind of study in a crunch. There's a few games I like this okay. week a lot. So we definitely are going to go over some of them. And I know you, you have some outside of the top 25 as well, like always. Um, not as many this time, but yes, I do. Have some. All right. All right. And we'll have a question. I, hopefully you got a question for the end of the show. Do you have anything? Actually, one of the questions I have. I already know the answer to because where you're sitting. Okay, I like it. Well, listen, <laughs> that is a teaser. If there ever was the ever was one, uh, no zingers. I'm out of here. No, you're not, Russ. Come on, you know that. Uh, if you don't worry. Where's the beer? Well, here's the deal, Jesse. It's it's early still here, and I have another show to do as well tonight. So uh, we'll we'll wait later for that. I don't know. Papa Dude might be drinking already. I'm well, I'll tell you another thing, Jesse. <laughs> When you get old, like me, you have something that you probably don't have, and that's called heartburn. <laughs> and I cannot drink beer in the afternoon at all, or really much anyway, anytime. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I don't have that, Jesse. You know that. No, I know you're... Jesse does not have it either. I've seen him be uh, drinking. Yeah. We both, Jesse and I, have drank together in the afternoon before. So. Well, those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. And <laughs> yeah. So I've really, have really changed. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, I will pull up the screen now. By the way, it is OU Texas weekend, and a Kansas Jayhawk is in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and the and college game day is at the Kansas TCU and not OU Texas. Also, by the way, we cover top 25 games on this show. Texas and Oklahoma not in the top 25. This is, you know, <laughs> this is so odd. Yeah. Game day at Lawrence, playing TCU at the same time, Texas and OU. Yeah. Same weekend. Who, you could have made a fortune if you could have found something to bet on that, for sure. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible what's happening, uh, you know, in those two situations. And, yeah, I I have a feeling we will talk OU Texas because it's one of my best bets after. But, uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, we don't have to if we don't want to. So The thing about it is with the Texas OU game, the last, well, for as long as I can, last 15 years probably, at least the last 10, 
you could get tickets cheap on the Texas side mm -hmm. and extremely expensive on the Oklahoma side. This year, it's just the opposite. If you want a cheap ticket, you go to the Oklahoma side to get the tickets. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and and we've talked about it. Thank God we did not get tickets this year because that, that would be a long drive home. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and as I texted you, I got on Monday an email from the OU ticket office saying they had tickets if I wanted them. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. There's just no way. Uh, I wanted it. When you lose that game, it's awful. It's what just are you gonna do? I mean, it is it is awful, and it's likely to happen this year. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh so. well, we're not there, but we will be still pissed, I'm sure. Uh, sitting on uh, maybe this maybe this very porch, I'll come sit and watch it. So, all right, let's let's get going. Uh, Michigan and Indiana to kick us off here. Uh, Eleven o'clock on Fox for this one. Michigan, twenty-two and a half point favorite. Indiana doesn't seem to be very good. Uh, any interest in playing this game? Any idea? You know, strong opinion? Anything like that? No, I, I I think Michigan, if they're ready to play, they should cover that. Indiana's not very good. Uh, a lot of points for a road game, a game that probably doesn't mean much you know, to Michigan as far as being able to get ready to play. Right. Yeah. Well, that would be the only thing I would look at on that is you might check, and I'm looking real quick here to see who Michigan might have next week. You know, that might be something you look at. They Well, they've got Penn State next week. Yeah, could be looking ahead. They could be looking ahead. So if you want to – I would say if you want to bet, bet against that large point spread. But I'd stay away from it. I'd stay away. Uh, yeah, Dennis thinks maybe Indiana keeps it close. I don't think they will. I, but 22 and a half, a ton of games you can bet on this weekend. Yeah. This is one you probably could stay away from and be just fine with. All right, let's move on. We've got Tennessee and LSU. This is one that is a big-time battle. LSU sneaks into the top 25 this week, back at number 25, winning four straight games. Tennessee, 4-0, big win over Florida a couple of weeks ago. They had a bye last week. Now they're here at LSU. Tennessee, a three-point favorite. All right, let's get your thoughts on this one. Well, this is one I think you can bet. Uh, I like LSU in this game because okay. I – just have a hard time betting against them when they're decent and they're at home. And that's like, is it a night? I think it's a day. That helps. Mm -hmm. It's crazy in, down there at night. I'm not totally sold on Tennessee yet. I will be if they go down there and win. But I like the three points. I would think LSU, I would take LSU and the points in this one. Um, I just think their defense might be difficult for Tennessee to to head up against. I'm with Russ. I'm taking that Tennessee bait. I'm going to go Tennessee here, minus the three. I think, right, they're, guys. <laughs> I think they're better than LSU. I just It's that simple to me. I'm not sold on LSU. They lost the game to Florida State. Florida Long State's not very good. Long time ago. Auburn is not good at all. And that was a competitive game. Yeah. I'm worried about them. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says has to be LSU or stay away. Don't take the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Russ. I think they're a better team. I'm going to take the volunteers here. Dennis says, where would LSU be if they didn't have that field goal block? Uh, right. Wasn't it blocked field goal? No, it was an extra point against uh, uh, Florida state. They would have tied it. 
yeah, it, I mean, obviously, if they were five and zero, oh, they'd be ranked higher, and you might be getting a a, a better number on Tennessee. Uh, okay. So, but I, I, I'm not sold on LSU, and you're not. You know, I think you are kind of you have been from the start. You're a little. You're thinking they're a little better than I think they are. So. Well, I just, I just, I'm a, I'm a Brian Kelly fan, and uh, yeah. now I hope Tennessee wins because I want Josh Heupel yeah. and the balls to win it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not quite sold on them yet i will be after if they can win it i think tennessee uh this is a huge game for them a huge huge game for them and rodney uh, you stole the words right out of my mouth we're gonna find out what they're made of Mm -hmm. if they are a a, where they think they are or Mm -hmm. where they're ranked like if they're actually the number eight team in the country they're winning saturday oh no doubt so we'll see and if they don't win there's not a lot of excuses in my opinion they should go down there and they should beat them so we'll see what happens if it's you're not, number, it's not, it's not going to be easy. If you're number eight, you should win. Yeah, you, you should go to LSU and win this year. They're not great. No, um, so we'll see what happens. I, I, we'll see if they can do it. All right, college game day. Like I said, they're in Lawrence, Kansas this weekend because the Kansas Jayhawks are five and zero and ranked number nineteen in the country, and they host TCU, number seventeen and four and zero. TCU a seven point favorite in this game. Papa Dude, can the Jayhawks keep it rolling this weekend? Well, of course they can. Uh, but will they? <laughs> I don't think either team is worthy of the ranking. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, I'm a little worried about Kansas this weekend. They shouldn't have beat Iowa State last no. week. And here's the thing. They don't, here's, they're all talking about their offense, and it has been good. What did they get last week? 14 points? Mm-hmm. Against Iowa State, yeah. I mean Iowa State's got a good defense, but fourteen is not very many, mm-hmm. and they should have lost. And Iowa State's not very good. I don't know how good TCU is. They looked really good last week against an inept Oklahoma team. But one thing we do know, they have weapons. They have weapons, and Kansas defensively hasn't been real good. I think TCU is going to win. I don't know about the seven. Might be a little bit too many. Uh, the over-under, I think I'd take the under maybe on this. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'd like TC to win the game. So Starting with the over-under, Dennis says that is extremely high. And, yeah, 69 points is a lot. Yeah. You were right. Kansas, you know, if you would have told me they were going to score 14 last week, I would have said they're going to lose. Yeah. Um, and they were lucky to win. Uh, Iowa State did not play all that well. And they missed so, field goals, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, and not even missing them. Missing them just awful. Oh, and one, and um, they short field goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. TCU in the under, Russ says, all right, I'm going to go get everybody again. I'm taking the Jayhawks. This is a huge game. They're going to be jacked up. TCU, beat OU, who cares? Doesn't matter. I'm telling you, I think Kansas is going to beat them. I'm gonna, I'd pick them straight up, Kansas. Right. I think they're going to beat them, and I think they roll into Norman. Six and zero uh, next week, and they might be favored against the Sooners next oh, week. They might. Will be. Depends on what happens tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Yes, in, but- in the Cotton Bowl. I'll say this: You and I have been to KU a couple times for football games. It's a cool place. It's really don't you think that's kind of a cool place to watch a game? Uh, it is, and I think it could be a tough place if there was a crowd. And I don't know. You know, I've never been there when there was a crowd, but this is their third straight sellout. So mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a, a loud crowd. It kind of sits down in a hole a no. little bit, and uh, it's an awkward place. So. It is, and, and, and the KU campus is really pretty. 
It's a really pretty place. And there's a lot of sidewalks that walk from the campus down into the stadium. It's a nice setting for a football game. It's a pretty – KU's colors are really pretty. And on a fall day and 58 degrees, sunny, or does yeah. it – partly cloudy it looks like. Yeah. Wow, what a setting for a football game. It ought to be something to see. So a couple of back-to-back things here. Uh, when does the strike uh, – or the clock strike midnight? It's going to happen soon. Yeah. And to couple that with, I would be shocked, Rodney, if TCU or Kansas wins this one and runs the table and wins the Big 12. I would be shocked. Uh, You know, TCU is a team we still don't know a lot about. They haven't really played anybody. Um, So that's kind of a question mark. They might be a little bit better what I'm thinking. Kansas, I just can't get there that they're going to, like, run the table. Like, they're going to lose some games. Yeah. Um, TCU, we'll see. All right, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Next, Arkansas desperate for a win after two back-to-back losses there. Uh, minus nine and a half here for Mississippi State, nine and a half point favorite. Uh, I think the status of Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson is up in the air. That obviously makes a big difference for this one as well. I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen down in Starkville? Well, I, I don't think you bet this till you find out, and you may not find out till kickoff yeah. whether he plays or not. Uh, if he doesn't play, I think the line's okay for Mississippi State. If he does play, and if he's healthy, and if the Hogs are ready, I think they can beat that nine and a half. I don't know if they win, but there's a lot of ifs in there. Are they going to be ready? They're coming off two Mm -hmm. back-to-back losses that are gut-wrenching. You say, well, how can a 49-26 to loss be gut-wrenching? They had the number one team in the nation right where they wanted them and let them off the hook. And that's gut-wrenching coming after after a game where you had Texas A&M beat yeah. and just blew it. So it's very hard to get back up and face a good team. But I think they're as talented as Mississippi State if the quarterback's healthy and if he plays. So you got to stay away from this till you find out the status of the Arkansas quarterback. Yeah, and Arkansas, like I said, going to be a little bit deflated, I think, I think for sure. Uh, Russ says uh, a practice all week, so that's not a good sign. If KJ no practice, no, is it? Mike Mike Leach gives good advice on everything, but wedding advice as well. I I agree, good advice, best ever. I love all our Razorback fans. Love y'all. I think it might get ugly. Well, it's possible. I think the strength of Mississippi State will expose the weaknesses of yeah. Arkansas. That's can the problem. Throw it. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 Will Rogers can throw the ball. Great name, by the way. And mm-hmm. I just and the thing is, if Arkansas is not ready, it could get very ugly. And you know what? You can't blame them if they're not. No, they had Alabama. For those of you that didn't see it, they were behind twenty-eight to nothing, and Alabama's quarterback got hurt. Bryce Young got hurt. And Arkansas did what a good team does. They took advantage of it. They got it to 28 to 23. And Alabama's backed up to their 20-yard line and couldn't do anything. It was third and 15. Third and 15, and they let the quarterback, who could not throw it, they let him get loose. He went 80 for a touchdown, and that was it. And that's hard to get back up when you've come that close. If they could have stopped him there, I think they might have beat them. Yeah. 
Now, Kevin, Kevin said they threw a lot at Bama to not cover that 17. Uh, you know, that's another thing. They went for broke in the second half. And they did. Sometimes you go for broke and, and the shit don't work. All the everything they were doing was working up until that point where they let the guy go 80 yards on him. So yeah, yeah I mean, this is the other thing. If KJ doesn't play, I think it's a route. If oh, I do. Play, yeah. If he plays, I think they'll be able to score enough. Boy, yeah. This game's going to get interesting. Yeah. But if he doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. So. No. And one Sorry. more, one more I do want to mention that sets the great teams like Alabama apart from the others. If you'll remember, it was 28 to 14, and Arkansas kicked an onside kick and got it. Mm-hmm. And what did Alabama do? They kept them out of the end zone. Yeah. They held him to a field goal. Yeah. It's a big difference between 28-17 and 28-21. Yeah, and that's and that was a big deal too. They that was a that, and a perfectly executed onside kick. And it's like, oh man, here they go. They got momentum, and then yeah, that happens. And they got all the way to the five, and, and there was some play calling another big play, and, and they got it to 28-17. They got the ball back, made it 28-23. They went for two, which is a little questionable. What did Alabama do? They stopped. Yeah. By the way, if you're watching Belmont, how does the six or the nine not beat the two in that spot? That's unbelievable. All right, let's move on. South Florida and Cincinnati, 27 and a half point favorite. Good to see Cincinnati back in the rankings. About time. Yeah, I mean, they lost to Arkansas, but then they've won four straight. A lot of people have told me they should have beaten Arkansas. I never got to watch that game, but right. they said they kind of dominated the game. I mean, South Florida's pretty bad. I think they cover this one. I do too. Yeah. I think Cincinnati is very, very good. And they've kind of been an afterthought, yeah. you know, after they lost that opener. But there they are. They've won four in a row. Uh, the American Conference has been kind of a disappointment, I think, to most people. It's not as strong as whatever a lot of people thought. They should win that conference again. Yeah, they absolutely should. They're, they look like the better team out of some of the other, you know, contenders like a Central Florida, who we've seen a few times. And they're not awful, but they're not great. They, right. they're, they're, they kinda, they're struggling at quarterback. I don't think he's that good. Anyway, right. Auburn and Georgia, Georgia 30-point favorite here. Is this kind of a get-right game, so to speak, for Georgia? They were shitty last week. Now sure. they host an Auburn team that's not very good. Right. I would think they would be motivated to play a good game today or I, on Saturday. And it's a huge rivalry. These yeah. two teams play every year because it is a huge rivalry. Even though they're not in the same divisions, they play every year because it's, it's a huge rivalry, uh, and that's really a detriment to Auburn to have to play not only Alabama every year, now you got to play these guys too. That's crazy. Uh, but 30 points is a ton. Yeah, Auburn plays good defense. So Georgia struggles a little bit on offense. You know, if you were going to bet it, I think I'd stay away from it because it, it could be some turnovers involved and, you know, it gets away from Auburn. I don't know whether they covered 30 or not. That's a lot. I think Kevin B has a good point here. We're going to find out because if they're like how they were last year or a dominant team, maybe it's not a 30 point win, but it's a blow. It's a game that's never in doubt. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where if this is close, tight, 14 point game, they may not be as good as we think this year and they might be beatable sometimes you see a team start to level out you know they came off the national championship year and they get off to a great start and they start to level out because other teams start to realize hey you know what they're weak here let's, let's exploit that 
Yeah. It takes a while sometimes for these opponents to see it. But I'm telling you, if you're weak somewhere, these coaches will find it, no doubt. Dennis agrees. It was a good point, and I'm right with Dennis. That was a very good point, and that's that's kind of the, the little bit of a fun part, let's say, of, yeah. a th- of a 30-point spread. It's like, okay, but what can we learn today about Georgia? Are yeah. they going to struggle again? Maybe they're not very good, or as good. They are good, but not as good as last year. So we'll see what happens in that one. Would you consider 31-7 to a struggle? No, because that's kind of how Georgia mm-hmm. won games last year a lot. You know, maybe 31 to 3, 31 to 7. And it's like they're not explosive, but they they take control of the game and they dominate you. Yeah. Right. And that's what it's all about. The score isn't as relevant as did they take control of the game and just absolutely dominate? And Auburn never crossed the 50 until five minutes left and they got a trash touchdown. Okay. I'll take 31 7. And if well, that's the case. My, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very impressive. SEC game, you win 31-7, you take it. Yeah. It's not going to impress the voters. Well, I don't care about the vote. They're Georgia. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They win. They win. If Georgia won every game from here out by one point, they're going to be number one. So, or two. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Texas and Oklahoma State. We'll go to the Big 12 next. A big win for the Cowboys last week. Can they parlay it into another win here against Texas Tech? Nine and a half point favorites. I kind of like the Cowboys to cover this one. What about you? Oh, I think so. If they're ready. Now, Tech has been a team that's given them fits, but most of the time it's in Lubbock. You know, they've played them close in Stillwater a few times, but I just don't think Tech's good enough. I think this Oklahoma State team is pretty good. They proved it to me last week. I did not think they would beat Baylor, and they didn't have much trouble with them. So that's a good win. But they lose a game sometimes along the way. I don't think it's this week. I agree with you. I think they cover. Tech is a weird team. I can't figure out what they are. I think they're decent. So yeah. their, their two losses were on the road, both on the road, one at North North Carolina State, who we saw as a pretty decent team. Pretty good. And then on the road against Kansas State, who I think, again, they're decent. Mm-hmm. Now they have to come here. Texas Tech did beat Texas in Lubbock. I, I don't know. I I think Oklahoma State will cover, but I, I'm with you. I think the game will be fairly close. So we'll kind of see what happens in that one. All right. If not for the Kansas thing that's going on and the pageantry of all that, Utah-UCLA probably is the biggest game of the of the week, I would say. Utah 4-1. and one, They go to UCLA 5-0. and oh. UCLA was an underdog last week and got the job done, one of your best bets, and you got that one. Will you be using UCLA at home as an underdog again? Three and a half point underdogs coming in against Utah. This is a different animal. Utah is. Mm-hmm. So, no, I will not. I think uh, they are a lot better than Washington. The reason I didn't go with Washington is they hadn't really proven anything yet. We know what Utah is. I think Utah will be too physical for the Bruins. And I think they can control them a little bit. Uh, so I, I think they'll cover that. I, I think I'm looking for like a 27-17 games, maybe 30-20, to 20, something like that. I think they stop UCLA enough to win it. So I'm going with the Utes to keep it, keep it rolling. Does the loss early in the season to Florida from Utah, does that bother you or is it just kind of a, well, first game and it happened type of thing? Well, remember when that all went down, my whole thing was I just don't think Utah thinks they can win in the swamp. Yeah. They're not the type of teams that go do that. And, no, that doesn't bother me at all. They usually lose a game, and they get better. They yeah. they do this every year. 
and I think they beat a team like UCLA. I believe they have USC next week. So that yeah, this is this will prove a lot about the Utes these next couple of games. Yeah, that UC, USC game is looming large for the Utes, uh, so it'll be interesting. USC's got a tricky one. We're going to cover that one in a second. But, yeah, I'm with you. I took Utah here. Dennis is against us. He is going with UCLA plus the three and a half, and he expects a fight and a ton of points. He's also going the over. Yeah, Kevin B, earlier comment about Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, he said, hey, when I see the two logos, I just play the over. That usually works. Nine times out of ten, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State get into a shootout. So That's true. Yeah, big-time big game there, though, uh, at UCLA. We're both taking the Utes. I don't know. I'm not going to be shocked if UCLA wins that game, though. Um, but I will take the Utes uh, minus the three-and-a-half. All right, Ohio State goes on the road to Michigan State. Uh, Ohio State 27 point favorites. Michigan State looks bad. Is there any life here, or is this going to be just Ohio State rolls? I don't see any life. I mean, 27 is a ton of points. I just don't think they've got enough to do it, though. Ohio State's rolling right now. I bet Michigan State is wanting some of that money back they paid that guy. <laughs> that was one good year, and you pay a guy that kind of money. That's just kind of weird. But yeah. anyway, I, I I think Ohio State wins this very easy. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I, I take Ohio State. All right, let's get into uh, three lines that I'm surprised, even though they're they're decent spreads, I'm surprised they're this close. Number one, Ole Miss goes on the road. Ole Miss huge win last week, by the way, against Kentucky. Uh, they're now 5-0 and uh, on the road against Vanderbilt. Ole Miss just a 17-point favorite. Is this a trap, or does it seem like Ole Miss – is an easy side to take here. Well, I I thought Ole Miss, they proved a lot to me last week, although they should have lost the game against Kentucky. This is a game where you go into Vanderbilt, how do you sell your players that, hey, they're not that bad? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little surprised myself at 17, but I understand why. It's it's just one of those games where Ole Miss coming off Kentucky, and they got big, big games looming in the next few weeks. Now, next week they have Auburn at home. It could be a trap game. It could be. But I think they cover that, but I think they're going to struggle. I could see that being close for a while, but I think in the fourth quarter they pull away. Yeah, and, and Russ says Vegas obviously just they don't they're not valuing uh, Ole Miss that highly, and that's no. definitely part of it here. Um, and Jay said he could see Kiffin getting too cute and not cover. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith in Vanderbilt. It's going to have to be a situation where they're looking ahead, right? And they're and and, and Ole Miss isn't ready, kind of like you laid out. So yeah, coming off, coming off a big game, maybe it is a little bit of a trap. I just think Ole Miss will cover that. I, I this team's a little different. They run the ball more. They definitely I, don't have that explosive offense. No, and I think Kiffin and the cuteness is kind of over. I mean, he's they're not doing that. And and the other thing is too, those of us that follow college football, we thought that Ole Miss win over Kentucky was a, really meant a lot. But most people don't consider that a big deal. Mm-hmm. To beat Kentucky at home, you know, you beat them on your home field. Kentucky is really good. They are a good, solid team. That's a good win for the for the Rebels. But I think this could could get interesting before it's over with. 
And I think this is Russ makes a good point because Papa Dude's picked up on it. And I think if you followed Old Miss, you have picked up on it. So the Old Miss unders have been fire and I on fire. And, and why is because of what you just said. Yeah. That offense is not explosive. They do not throw it a hundred times a game anymore. They run the ball and 62 points. You got a Vanderbilt team that can't score. Yeah. You got an Old Miss team that doesn't score as much. I think you go under again on this one. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a really, really good play. All right, yep. Washington goes on the road to take on Arizona State. 14-point uh, favorite. I thought they'd be favored by a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? That's interesting, too. It really is. Uh, sometimes you go to the desert and you have trouble. I think the fact that Washington let all of the uh, pundits down last week at UCLA, now Vegas is down on them a little, too. May not be quite as good as people thought. They should cover 14 yeah. over a wounded Sun Devil team. It's a lot of problems if they're number 21 in the country for sure. So I kind of agree with you. Uh, they could struggle down there, though. This it's, Arizona's not an easy place to go play. So I, I'm with you. I think they cover that. Uh, Kevin brings up something I did not realize this either, but Arizona State has won three out of the last five matchups against Washington. Now, obviously, much different uh, scenarios as far as where Washington's at right now. Yes. New coach, got a good, good quarterback. Arizona State has, I mean, as a new coach, sort of, because the other one got fired on the field after a game. So a lot, a lot's different here. But yeah, that is interesting uh, for yeah. sure. But yeah, this thing's a mess right now, so I'm going to go Washington. Um, listen, Washington did not play that bad against UCLA. They turned it over too much. Mm -hmm. That was the big key. The game could have been a little bit tighter. I'm not saying Washington should have won because it's not the truth. They shouldn't have, but it could have been a lot closer. Yeah. So I think they'll play better. All right, uh, Clemson on the road, taking on Boston College this weekend. And Clemson, a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Of course, Boston College did get a big win last weekend against Louisville, so maybe that's why you're seeing – I don't know. I thought Clemson would be like 28-point favorites here. But they're coming off back-to-back -back pretty yeah. tough games. Maybe that's the big factor. In that's game. what I was getting at, too. They have yeah. had Wake Forest and NC State the last two weeks. This is definitely a letdown game. And it's on the road, kind of in an out-of-the-way place against not what you call a no-name, but a team that you don't. If you're a player on Clemson, do you overlook that? I think totally. You, so that 20 and a half, and again, taking effect, they're not scoring. They did against Wake, but most people do. They're not a high-powered offense either. And so I could see this one maybe being tight. I would be a little surprised. I, I don't know. Anytime you get into this 20 and a half situation, you start to get a little bit worried. I don't think Boston College is very good. I, I well, they're not. It's hard for me to take either team. I'm going to pass on this one. I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. The, uh, Jason says it's kind of like their Super Bowl, Boston College. So it is. Maybe. And they did play well last week. And uh, so. It's just one of those type of games, you know, where Clemson has been sky high. It is hard to keep that level every week. Yeah, it is. And maybe it is a trap game and they just kind of fall victim to it. And, you know, it could get behind early. And then once that happens, it's hard to make up and, and get to that, that number of 20 and a half. And that's not easy. So, 
And like you said, their de- their uh, offense, excuse me, is still not where it needs to be. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm going to pass this one. It seems like a weird one. All right. I think this could be a little bit of a trap. You mentioned it. USC goes to Utah next week. But before that, they have to take on Washington State. Now, the good news is the game is at USC. Uh, but USC is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Washington State, 4-1. and one. Their only loss was to Oregon in a really close game against a, a good Oregon squad, a team that's really bounced back. So I kind of lean towards Washington State and the points here. I think 12 and a half is a lot. What do you think? It is. Uh, really would be more inclined if the game was in Pullman instead of where it's at. Okay, if you're number six in the country, shouldn't you cover that? Yes. I don't think I'll bet it. I don't think I'll bet Washington State. I think it's too much. Here's again. It's Washington State. Okay. Do they really think they can go and beat USC? I don't think they can beat them. I think they can play them within 12 and a half. You do? (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) I don't know. You've seen USC more than I have. Yeah. You just haven't got to see them much at all. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 this line didn't jump out at me much. I think USC covers. That's what I think, but yeah, I don't know. I hope they don't. I hope they get beat, but <laughs> I don't think they're going to get beat. But uh, here's our here's our, uh, one of our USC fans. He uh, Rodney says he thinks it'll be a close game. Our offense been inconsistent all season, and Washington State is good defensively. So there's a USC fan thinking this is going to be closer than that 12 and a half spread. Got a realistic one there, and our, and our other guy's not. So yeah. Yeah. now the fact that they play Utah next week, that could have a little bit of bearing on this. I think they I think they could be looking ahead uh, a little bit. And, yeah, I, I didn't get to see this Oregon-Washington State game, but it was nip and tuck. Kevin saying he thinks that they should have beaten Oregon. And then, yeah, if they're undefeated, of course, if they're undefeated, we may not get 12 and a half points here. That's no, the thing. Wouldn't. Um, and, and that's what makes it so attra- attractive to me for to bet. Because, listen, if USC wins this game 31 to 21, let's say, that's mm-hmm. a hell of a – I mean, that's a good win. It is. But you cash your ticket on Washington State, and that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I, I don't think USC is in danger of losing the game. I do think they could be in a four-quarter game, a tight game this week. What do you think about that over-under at 65-and-a-half? That seems like a lot of points. It does. Yeah, I think I would go under. And if it goes under, I'm pretty sure we're going to cash in this 12. Well, I am going to cash in this 12 and a half. So Washington State bet. Uh, what will make it a blowout is Washington State quarterback. He turns the ball over too much. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know about him, he was in Division One AA, or excuse me, it's FCS now, and uh, for, for Incarnate Word, and was really, really good. One of the better quarterbacks there. He's come up to Washington State. He's playing well. He does turn it over a lot. He can also make plays, um, and that's kind of something I don't think USC has faced a decent quarterback yet. So I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. Rodney, I like uh, the offense. I've watched every game but one. I missed the Oregon State game, uh, but I watched the other ones, and I I don't know about the defense quite yet because the teams they've played so far, has they haven't been great offensively. I think this quarterback matchup uh, will be interesting for USC today or uh, Saturday. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we're waiting for a, a, a screw up, a slip up. 
by the Lincoln Riley type team. It usually happens on their well, not necessarily. They lose at home. They lost at home sometimes at OU. Yeah. So we're waiting for it. Well, um, honestly, I don't think Oregon State's very good. And I think that was one where that could have been the slip up. I don't think that game should have been clo- as close as it was. Let's put it that way. Right. They, they won. They, they did because Oregon State didn't have any offense. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You get into a tight game and you got a quarterback that can make some plays, what will happen? I think that's what we're going to learn about USC this week. So, hey, you can get in for $42. Was it 42 bucks? Yeah, to come in and watch the number six team in the country. Wow. What, what do you think the ticket would be at OU <laughs> of this magnitude? I don't think it would be forty-two dollars. Well, next week you could come in and watch the ranked Kansas Jayhawks for five dollars. All right, let's move on. This is my luck of the week. South Carolina goes to Kentucky. Papa dude, explain to me why it's, is Kentucky only favored by six points in this game? Is the Kentucky quarterback hurt? No, not that I know of. I mean, what's going on here? This game opened, I I, I looked at them on Sunday, I think. It was either Sunday or Monday at 10 and a half. Now it's six. Oh, he is. He is. He's not going to play. I had not. I did not. I thought he was fine. Okay. Okay. Oh, you remember he, he I did. I remember him getting hurt, but the last report I saw was he was going to play. But Well. Just because he didn't practice doesn't mean he's not going to play. Uh, oh, it's undecided. Okay. The, okay. Okay. That makes I, – I knew there had to be something. There had to be. Now, he took a beating last week in that Mississippi game. Because I watched a lot of that after OU got, was getting blown out because I like Kentucky. And I turned over and watched I watched that game. And I tell you, they got some – he got a targeting call on him. That was so obvious, and it killed him. Was that the one he fumbled the ball on? Yep, it sure was. They hit him helmet to helmet. I mean, it was so obvious he fumbled the ball, and they might have won the game. It was terrible. And uh, and he got banged up. I tell you, Ole Miss, you, know, you beat him to a pulp. And This kid is tough. This Kentucky quarterback is – I don't know how he didn't get a concussion. That's why I thought he might have been out. You know, I thought he might have had a concussion from from that hit. Well, that, I'm glad Kevin brought this up. I thought there had to be something going on for this line to be six because I'm like you. If he plays, it's my lock of the week, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm exactly like you, but now we got to see what's going to happen. Do you really think South Carolina can beat him anyway? I'm with Rodney. I don't. I still don't think it'll be close. South Carolina is god awful. They're terrible. Well, it just depends. Do they have a backup? You know, we're seeing right now with this transfer portal and everything. You lose your number one quarterback. It, they don't have that quality backup like they used to have because mm-hmm. those quality backups don't exist anymore. They they transfer. They get out of there. Yeah, you saw it with Alabama, and Alabama's as good as it gets, and they didn't have a guy that could throw the ball. Yeah, they were very uncomfortable with him. This is Alabama we're talking about. Kentucky, you know, the game suddenly gets into a defensive-type battle if you can't move the ball. And Carolinas probably can play a little bit of defense. That's where it gets edgy. So, yeah, I think they win, but they're going to struggle if if they don't have a backup. Chances are they don't. So we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. I, I still am going to take the Wildcats in this one no matter what. And I bet he plays. How much you want to bet? He plays. He's a tough son of a gun, I'll tell he you. He is. Yep, he definitely is. All right. Running through the last few here. Army goes to Wake Forest this week. Wake Forest 17-point favorite in this one. I, I really like this Wake Forest team. Yeah. Army just one and three. They're kind of disappointing so far. I mean, any there's not a whole lot to break down here, but any thoughts on this game? I think this line is way too low. This is not a very good Army team. No. And Wake Forest can score. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at the over-under, 66 and a half. Well, if they get that, won't they beat them by 25 or so? I would say, yeah. I think the only way Army covers is if they control the clock, control the ball. and it's Exactly, and that runs clock. So you might look at the over-under and go under if you think Army has a chance. I don't think they do. I think this line's way too low because Wake Forest is Wake Forest. They don't get any respect. They could be a little bit down. But it is at home. But let's not forget who they've played the last two weeks. They've had Clemson, and then they went to Florida State. And those are big, big games. So this could be one they overlook very easily. And if you overlook Army, and they come in there with that offense, and you're not ready, and you can't stop it. We saw this at Oklahoma a few years ago. They can beat you because they run the whole clock out. Oh, Army should have beaten Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Kyler Murray's year. Kyler Murray's year. That was a much better Army team than this one, though. That's true. Much better. And I, I don't think they can do it here. I think I like this Wake Forest team. So I'm I'm going to take the oh, Demon yeah. Deacons. I like them a lot. Um, they will beat that spread. I do. All right. Let's go BYU-Notre Dame and Las Vegas. Why is BYU-Notre Dame, these two uh, colleges, aren't supposed to take advantages of what uh, take advantage, I should say, of what Las Vegas has to offer, but they're there anyway. BYU, Notre Dame, in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Notre Dame, a three and a half point favorite out west here. I kind of like the Cougs in this game, plus three and a half. What about you? I definitely do. That that may be my lock of the week. I don't understand why they're underdogs. I don't either. If it was in Notre Dame, okay, I could buy that a little bit, but it's a neutral field. And uh, I think it's a neutral field because Notre Dame probably said, okay, we'll play you, but we ain't coming to Provo. It's not going to be a return game. You could come to South Bend, but we ain't coming out there. That's the, that's the power Notre Dame has. Yeah. And BYU probably needed an opponent and said, okay, what if, what if we can get this arranged in Las Vegas? And Notre Dame probably went for it. So I think, I think Brigham Young wins the game. Uh, I, I don't have any problems with it. That may be my best bet since the Kentucky quarterback's out. Well, I I think uh, BYU is going to win it as well. The Cougar or the uh, the Cougar Dennis thinks the Cougars are going to win as well. And yeah, that's what I was getting at. Mormons and Catholics mm-hmm. in Vegas. What the hell? Who no, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Catholics are okay there. Are they? I don't know. I think they would have a really good time in Las Vegas. Maybe they would. I don't know. The Mormons, not so much. <laughs> not so much. No, not good at all for the Mormons. All right, let's move on. ESPNU 630. The Kansas State Wildcats taking on the Iowa State Cyclones. Two-point favorites are the Wildcats in this one. Um, ah, this is a tricky one to me. What do you think? No, I love it. Kansas State's going to romp. You think so? I think that line's way too low. For some I, I like I like the I like the Wildcats too. For some reason, Iowa State's getting a lot of credit. I don't really know why. 
and you brought that up last week. Uh, I like Kansas State, and I like what they're doing. Now, it is tough to play at Ames, but Iowa State's not very good, and I don't think they can stop that Kansas State offense. Kansas State's got some weapons. You know, the quarterback is perfect for that system. He's perfect for Kansas State. He's kind of in the background, you know. He's not got that pressure of playing at Nebraska. He's a pretty good athlete. He really is. Mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn, the running backs, as good as they get. It gets. They've got a really good wide receiver. They got some weapons. I think they beat them by 14. I like Kansas State in this game as well. We've made money playing against Iowa State two straight weeks. Mm-hmm. So we said they were favored against Kansas. I'm like, that's crazy. They were favored against Baylor, and we're like, that's crazy. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Wildcats as well in this one. Uh, All right, we'll keep on moving. Alabama and Texas A&M. Alabama, 24-point favorite against A&M, who uh, doesn't look to be too good. They didn't look to be too good last year either when they played Alabama, and they beat them. Can they do it again? Big difference between College Station and Tuscaloosa. It's a huge difference. I was talking to your uncle and my brother, who's an SEC guy, and he said that A&M-Mississippi State game was a lot closer than the score. He said A&M gave him a lot of points. That I – I don't know that. That's but I, I know he does. We can we can trust that. That's that's good. That's good a uh, good opinion. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt about that. So <laughs> he said that and and, uh, and that's gotta be true. But it's Alabama. It's Saban against Fisher. There's no comparison. I'm sorry. Saban's pissed off anyway. Uh 24 is a ton of points. I've seen Alabama play quite a bit uh, in a couple of games. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. I think they're vulnerable, but I don't think it's going to happen Saturday in Tuscaloosa. I don't either, and I think they'll cover. I think they'll dominate the game. Yeah, I, I'm with everybody else, Kevin. I think they're going to dominate. Well, there's one other thing though: is Bryce Young going to play? Yeah, it sounds like he's going to play. Okay, okay. And again, but I I heard that Levis was going to play, <laughs> so we'll see. But it sounds yeah. like Bryce Young is going to play. Yeah, yeah. All right, Florida State, North Carolina State. North Carolina State, only a three-point favorite. I thought that was a little surprising. Maybe it's a hangover game for them. I don't think Florida State's worth a damn. I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't think they're very good, and I think North Carolina State will cover. What about you? Yeah, I think so, if they're ready to play. You know, that's a big, big, coming off a big game. You know, and they were one of these teams that are wanting to take the next step and had a chance to beat Clemson. Of course, it was in Clemson. They're, they just weren't going to do it. They're just not at that level. That could really hurt. They're very senior-dominated. That's a team that thought they might be able to do it. They didn't do it. Can they get back up? Uh, Florida State is improved. I think, you know, you're looking probably an 8-4 and four team there, 9-3 and three at the best. And so I think they are better. But, yes, if, if, if the Wolfpack is ready, I think they beat them. Uh, Dennis is going the upset because he doesn't think either team's very good, and that is possible. Maybe North Carolina State just isn't that good. And if that happens, you got to toss up game. And like you yeah. said, if you're a little flat, maybe Florida State can come out and get you. I think I think North Carolina State's a little better than you know average. I, I don't think they're great, but I think they're pretty good. I think their defense is the difference. You know, they they held Clemson for as long as they could. They couldn't really score on them. But um, anyway, I think they beat Florida well, State. I, and, and I'll tell you another side of this, too. Florida State's coming off a devastating loss mm-hmm. at home to Wake Forest. That's a game that kept them at 5-0. and 
you know, and I didn't win it. So they could be a little down too. So I like the Wolfpack. You know, we just talked about, I, I mentioned the defense and JL says he likes the under more than either side on this game and the under over under is 50 and a half. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think you're right. I, I think, I think people kind of assume when North Carolina state, they throw it a lot, they can score. They really don't score that much and Florida state offensively. They're not great. So I think that could be a good bet as well. All right. Final one, Oregon and Arizona, Oregon, a 13 point favorite. Like I said, they, they kind of came back from that, uh, disaster to start against Georgia, and they played much, much better. What do you think? Uh, 13 points, that's not a lot. You think they should cover that at, at, at Arizona? You know, Arizona is not getting much ink or much press, but that, what a turnaround this is. Mm -hmm. They're doing they were well. The worst teams in football last year. They were, they won one game. They were really, really bad, and they've won three. Um, they're competitive. It, it, it's at night in the desert. I don't think Oregon plays very well down there. This is a tough game. I think Oregon's going to struggle in this one. I do think they finally covered late, but I don't think this is a blowout. No, uh, I don't either. It's tough to play at night at Arizona. You've yep. seen upsets in the past, so we'll see if that kind of holds up. Uh, I'll take Arizona plus the 13. I yeah, I gonna... think it could happen. Uh, let's see. Arizona's beat San Diego State, North Dakota State, Colorado. Well, okay, I'm going to back up here. That's not too impressive. <laughs> well, no, be, listen, North Dakota State's the best team they've beaten. Yeah, probably. No, probably about. They it. got a bad loss. You know, California's not very good, and they lost. But it was at California. But anyway, they're much improved. And – if Oregon's just a tad off, you know, they could turn it over, give them some early points, and the ball gets to rolling for Arizona, it, it could be tough. So it's it's, it's a game. I, I like your bet. I do. Yeah, I think, I think you know, weird stuff happens out there in the desert at night. So we'll see yeah. what happens on that one. Uh, all right, give us some of your other non-top well, 25 games that you're All right, at. most of my good picks this week were in the top 25. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, in the ACC, we've got a pretty good game at Miami. We got North Carolina at Miami. Mm -hmm. And Miami's three three point favorite. Okay. If North Carolina is any good, don't they win that game? You think North Carolina would win that game? Yes. Yeah. So I, I like agree. North Carolina plus three okay. in in that one. Wouldn't bet the house, but I kind of like it. Uh, in the Big Ten. A team that's playing very, very well, Purdue, okay. is on the road at Maryland. Yep. And Maryland's a three-point favorite. Give me Purdue. I like Purdue. Yep. I, like I agree. Purdue. I think Purdue might win the Big Ten West. I, I think, agree. Um, and, of course, the one that we we're just saving, which I keep thinking this is the best bet of the week, is Texas. Seven over OU, mm -hmm. and both of us would take Texas if Oklahoma was completely healthy. Mm -hmm. I do think the only thing I've heard, I, I I do think Eric Gray, the running back, is going to play for Oklahoma. I believe he's been practicing. Yeah, we still don't know on Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, and, and you know what? I don't think we're going to know till game time. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to keep that hush hush. Yeah, we might know in warmups. 
Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, not before that. I don't think they're going to say anything. Yeah. It, to me, even if he plays, Texas should be a favorite by about 13 and a half, honestly. Yeah. If he doesn't play, name the score. That's kind of the, well, kind of the way I look at it. I was listening to guys I really trust today break the game down. Teddy Lehman and Gabe Iker, two former players. Yeah. And when they started going over the offensive personnel that Texas has, what kind of chance do we have? Who's going to tackle B. John Robinson, who may be the best back in the country? Who's, I don't know. Their backup back is good, too. Uh, Rajon Johnson, I think is his name. He torches people, too. They're both good. Who's going to cover Worthy? I don't know. And then Whittington. And then they've got a monster tight end named Sanders that I never heard of, and they say he's six six two. Who's going to cover those guys? It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Yep. They can't cover them. There's no way. So to win the game, you're going to have to get in a shootout like you did last year. We don't have that kind of team. We can't get in a shootout with them. We got one chance, one chance only. They turn it over. Gabriel plays. We're able to run the ball and run clock. I think this up-tempo thing has got to be scrapped for this game. They can't do that. No, they can't do it the rest of the year. No. We got to block a punt. Yep. Run a kickoff back. Yep. Which there will be plenty of kickoffs to run back. Maybe run a punt back. Oh, wait. They probably will never punt. So a lot of crazy stuff, which does happen in the Oklahoma-Texas game. Has got to happen. But this Oklahoma team is overmatched. It just is. And then they got to talking about how good the defensive front of Texas is. We can't block them. No. We haven't blocked anybody. I mean, we're okay. We're, our offense is okay. A lot of teams would take our offense. They would. Yeah. It's not the problem. No. But you don't suddenly in a week – become a great defensive football team. You just don't. So I'll take the seven. I don't care if Kyler Murray was the quarterback. I think I'd take the seven. I would too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a disaster. It's This is the – Hey, is... Kyler Murray, Murray was the quarterback, and we got our ass beat down there. To a team they never should have lost to. Yeah. Because we had no defense. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, your only saving grace is it's – it is an odd game. It is OU Texas. So it is. Leave, but uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be bad. What I go ahead. On, the other thing, let me pull up that over under real quick on this. Uh, I think it's way too high. Where are we? There, yeah, we're sixty-five and a half. I don't. I don't. I guess if Dylan Gabriel plays, it, it could go over that number, but I don't think it will. Well, I think. I the, go ahead. I don't think OU can score. If Gabriel doesn't play, yeah, I don't think I don't know how OU gets above like, I mean, being very realistic, gets above twenty points in the game. Yeah, but Texas may score sixty. That's true. I keep yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good point. Forget about that. Don't 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 touch that over or don't touch the under. Go over. Um, yeah. I don't see any way possible they win this game. Let's oh, look at the line now. Nine and a half. Yeah. I'm glad we got it at seven. Okay, folks. Now listen, 
usually when you see a line movement like that, it means injuries. Has, it's come out. It's come out, but not it. No, either somebody's playing for Texas, and it could be their quarterbacks back. Yeah, it could be they announced the quarterbacks going to play. Yeah. yeah. So you could have locked that in at seven. Now it's at nine and a half. It, it broke at six and a half. Uh, yeah. when it came out, but we got it at seven, and we said on dudes who bet the other day, get it right when you can. Yes, on Wednesday, we said bet the seven right now. So yeah. that's and that just changed in the last hour because yes. it was not at minus nine oh, and a half. I was prepping for this at 12 30, and it was seven. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, one last one, and we're gonna rapid fire NFL, but one last one. Uh, Kevin says he loves Florida minus 11. Against Missouri, he says the Tigers are dead after last week. Lock it up, Florida minus 11. I like He's probably it. right. I like it. Yeah. yeah, long trip to the swamp. Yeah. And he also says, don't bet your money, just your money. Go to your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your roommate. Grab their wallet and purse. Take all their money as well. And bet it on theirs. <laughs> oh, love it. All right. <laughs> Let's rapid fire. Through the NFL, just real quick, because we went long on college, but I thought we would. Oh, God. All right, Colts, Broncos. I like the uh, the Broncos minus three tonight. It's my bet for the Daily Show. How about you? Yep, I like it. Go okay, on. here you go. This is And here you go. This is the breaking news. Uh, Pete Thamel reported less than an hour ago, so that's why we did not know. We were on the air when the, when the, the report came. Texas quarterback will play. And so, I don't. It's worth two and a half points. I well, just, it is. No, it is. It is. I think. I think he he showed that he's better. So, so if Gabriel is announced in an hour, he's not playing. Is that worth like ten more points? <laughs> honestly, if that guy plans worth two and a half, Gabriel's worth a hundred. <laughs> no, he's worth he's worth five at least five to seven. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You got any, uh, Aaron? You got any money for me? Bet Florida minus eleven. <laughs> can you take can you Venmo? But no, I'm not Venmo. Not betting for you guys or Venmoing any money to you guys. That's right. It's too unpredictable. All right, let's keep this rapid fire NFL version going here. Giants and the Packers. Packers eight point favorites. Where are you going? Green Bay minus eight. Green Bay minus eight for me as well. Steelers and the Bills. Bills a fourteen point favorite. <laughs> Unbelievable over the Steelers. Right now, I'm hesitant, but I'm going Buffalo minus fourteen. I am too. I think the Steelers are in big trouble, uh, but they are building for the future. They got Pickett in there now, so maybe they'll get a little bit of life. But fourteen bad, bad points. Fourteen's a lot of points. It is a lot. Probably just stay away from it more than anything. Yeah. Chargers and the Browns. The Chargers are a two and a half point favorite on the road here against Cleveland. <laughs> These are the two worst teams to ever bet. Stay away from it. But I think the Chargers should cover that, but I wouldn't bet anything on them. I think the Chargers should, but you're right. Uh, yeah. Tune in for the carnage. Who knows what's going to happen yeah, in this thing? Stay away from that one. Rounds are pretty bad, and, and they're kind of in, in turmoil a little bit. I think the Chargers win. I think they had a pretty good game last week, and I think they will end up winning this one as well. All right, Bears and the Vikings. Viking seven and a half point favorite. You got seven and a hook there with Mr. Uh, Kirk Cousins. What do you think? Too many points under 44. Under 44 for that one. I think that's a good call. Bears can't score. So <laughs> I think I'll go Minnesota. Ugh, that feels <laughs> nasty to say. All right. Lions and the Patriots. Lions have a great offense. Lions have a terrible defense. 
They're three-point underdogs against the Patriots, who are one and three, both one and three. What do you think? I thought uh, New England showed a lot of class last week, played with a lot of heart. Can they do it again? It is Detroit. How can you bet Detroit? I'll go Patriots minus three. I'm with you. I tried to pick the Lions last week, and they looked awful. So I'll take the Patriots, yeah. even though I think it could be a problem for the Patriots because the Lions, they sure. do have some explosion, and the they Patriots do. can't move the ball at all. So uh, I don't tough. know. It's a toughie. I think the Patriots will be able to score on the Lions, though. That's the thing. Uh, all right, Seattle goes to New Orleans. New Orleans a five-point favorite. That surprised me. Seattle plus five. I uh, Seattle plus five. I'm with you. I think it'll be a close game. I think New Orleans could win, but I'll take the Seahawks in the points. Yep, I like that one a lot. Dolphins minus three and a half taking on the Jets in New York. What do you think? Tua's not playing, correct? Correct. I don't think the Jets are as bad as people think. Jets plus three and a half, but Miami wins. Jets plus three and a half, Miami wins. I'm with you. I, I did the same exact thing on that one. All right, Falcons go on the road to take on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers nine-point favorites, but these Falcons have been pretty decent so far. What do you think about this one? Tampa Bay, train wreck in the making, coming off two high-profile games. Lost them both. Atlanta plus nine, Tampa ekes it out. Atlanta plus nine, I'm with you. I think Atlanta's going to cover this one. And we'll see if old Tom, he's got a lot of problems right now. So we'll see how he shows up to play this one. Not not a good week for Tom Brady. Not a good year for Tom Brady. No. All right. Titans go on the road. One and a half point favorites against the Washington Commanders. Titans all of a sudden looking a little bit better. Can they make it three in a row? Underrated team, Tennessee, easy. Tennessee minus one and a half. I like Tennessee a lot. That might be my best bet on Sunday. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Let's move on. Texans on the road against the Jaguars. Jaguars seven-point favorites. What do you think? Can they win a game they're supposed to and cover seven? Huge question. I think they're going to win Houston plus seven. Jaguars minus seven. I hate Houston. They are awful, so I'll <laughs> take the Jags. So I think they're going to bounce back and play a pretty good game this week. 49ers on the road, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Panthers. Look at this over under 39. What's going to happen in this one? Uh, super impressed with the, the Niners on Monday night. They destroyed the Rams six and a half against a terrible Carolina team. With that going against that defense that the Niners have, easy. San Francisco minus six and a half. I don't know how they're going to score. I'm going to go San Francisco as well yeah. in this one. And yes, Jared's dating sites are here and they are invading our chat. All right. Cowboys on the road against the Rams. Rams five and a half point favorites. They need a win after. Kind of getting embarrassed, honestly, against the 49ers. Cowboys have won three in a row. It's a hell of a game. What do you think? Home game for Dallas. There'll be more fans from Dallas than L.A. Cowboys, plus five and a half. I'm going to take the Cowboys, plus five and a half as well. I agree. I think the Rams are going to win, but I think it'll be tight. Eagles on the road against the Cardinals. Eagles a five-point favorite. Can they go to five and oh? The bubble bust this weekend. I'm going out on the line. For Arizona, can they win a game at home? Arizona, plus five. I ain't betting Arizona. Eagles, minus five. Jalen Hurts kills Kyler Murray. <laughs> well, I can't I can't bet that. The I don't know that the Eagles lose, but I'm going Arizona plus five. All right, two more to go. Well, no, one more to go. We're going to save that Monday night game. Well, we might talk about it, actually, for a second. Uh, Bengals 
and the Ravens, both teams two and two. The winner is the leader in the division. Uh, Baltimore, three-point favorite here. Can they win a big game? That's the question. Bengals, plus three. I like Cincinnati more than most people. Um, gosh. This is a this be a good game. Um, I will go Baltimore minus the three, just to be different, and that way one of us will get it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm with Kevin. I think it's a must-win game for the Ravens. No doubt about it. For, as much as it a must-win game early in the year, and can, because it's at home. Yeah, you, you got to beat the other contender at home. Yep, yep. I I agree. Uh, how can you trust the Ravens after the last two weeks? You can't, <laughs> but the Bengals haven't been great either. So, um, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's the Monday night game. We'll touch on it quickly here. Raiders and Kansas city, Kansas city, a seven point favorite. What, what, if you could predict it, what, what Kansas city team will show up the bad one or the good one? I don't know. That's what makes this game so fascinating. If the good one shows up, they cover easy. So we're going to have to assume it's at home and it's Monday night. The good one's going to show up. So Kansas City minus seven. I would think Kansas City wins this game pretty handily. But if the bad Kansas City shows up, I think it turns into a toss-up. So we'll it's see good. what happens there. But it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs do that. But, but uh-oh, Dennis says the Raiders are going to win that game. No way. Woo, Dennis. Good thing Jared's not here. You'd be blocked. <laughs> um all right that's that's it that's all we've got oh here we go here's a question from the from the uh crowd here what is your opinion on fall weddings i have three october weddings and it's frowned upon to stream during the ceremonies uh what's your opinion on fall weddings papa dude should be against the law really against the law Anybody who schedules a wedding in the fall this is not taking you in consideration kevin True. You are a football fan, and if it's a now, if it's not a close relative or something like that, okay. But if they're really connected to you and it's close to you, they don't care about you if they sure. schedule the wedding during football, unless it's on a Friday night. There you go. JL says one hundred percent correct. It was there a known fact when people when. Younger people in my family, there's, there's not very many anymore, uh -huh. uh, got married. You don't do it in the fall or I won't be there. There's no way I would miss an Oklahoma football game to go to a wedding. There's no chance. A uh, little story for everybody. I have one of my friends, not, not anybody you know, uh, anybody in the chat knows, you know him. Well, my I'm, good friends got married uh, on an OU football Saturday home game, and I didn't go. And no. a couple of my friends were like, oh, come on. He's like, well, A, he knows and he doesn't care. And B, he'll have another wedding in like three or four years. There's no way this one's lasting. <laughs> so we will get a chance. And oh, his, yeah. next, his next wife will get married in the summer. It'll be fine. Okay. I blame your friend for this too. Yeah. He should have said, I ain't marrying you in the fall. He's a big football fan too. Exactly, it's ridiculous. But he, he now he hasn't had another wedding, but he might one day. But if that, if that gives you an indication. Is, of, I was right. Is, the point is, he's going to have to have another one. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't had one yet, but there's definitely a chance because I was right, and he he is yeah. one day going to going to have one possibly if he okay. gets married again. <laughs> I'll go one step further. 
never marry a woman that schedules a game or a wedding in the fall. That's well, pretty much what you should do. There you go. Unless they schedule it on your team's off week. Right? I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. I but feel like on your off week. Yeah. That takes some real thought and consideration for you. Mm -hmm. And it's much better. Well, and listen, it, on your off week, you're trying to look for something to do anyway. So yeah, so you might well, as well throw a wedding in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's face it. For most of us guys, going to weddings are like getting a tooth pulled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, don't just don't do it. Russell's March is perfect. How about June? June's good. June's good. June something's going on. June. Nothing's going on in June. Don't get married in July or August if you want me to come because that's Saratoga. No, Saratoga, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I'm very limited. So. You have a very limited yes. schedule now because you've got the Kentucky Derby in May. Yep. And you got the Triple Crown May mm -hmm. and June. You got Saratoga July. You can't go to a wedding. <laughs> it's January through um, April. Yeah, listen, like March is not good because that's derby prep season. Um, you can skip a day, though. Yeah, first week of what May would be bad. Yeah, I could go I could go January through April, probably be okay. Yeah. Uh, and I could go June after the Belmont before, and then July up until Saratoga. And that's it. Very good question, Kevin. What is this? Absolutely great question. Um, what, hold on. Where? What's the question? He asked. Oh, the, he asked the original question. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's still not fair because it's not necessarily the off week of everyone at the wedding. Good point. Mm -hmm. Like if you are a Oklahoma fan, but you've got family that are, it's an Arkansas right. fan, it's not an off week for Arkansas. Well, I was just thinking about myself. Well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I didn't care about anybody else. March is NFL draft prep. You can't, you can't get married in March. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting married? Nobody, I don't think. Trish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we did this. Kevin had to go to a wedding. He has to go to a wedding, I'm assuming. That's oh, that's right. Kevin B has to go to a wed three weddings in October. But I don't know. I don't Kevin, you're not getting married in October, right? Don't marry her if you are, Kevin. <laughs> Let's it's, not do that. <laughs> Let's not go that far. I think it's bad luck. Let's not go that far. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. E easy solution. No one get married. Pray for I, a hurricane. I feel like we no. Now don't go that far either. That's too soon. You know what happens with hurricanes. Let's see. Here it Come is. On. Here it is. What? Oh, here we go. Uh, going to a wedding this weekend, guys, schedule, scheduled Sunday because of Columbus Day. Oh, yeah, that is, uh, yeah. Uh, no one in wedding a party has Columbus Day off. <laughs> yeah, get married in June. That's good. Yeah. That's perfect. You nice. got a good one there, Kevin. Oh, listen, Trish, I'm not coming to the wedding, though, if it's, if it's on Derby weekend. That's the thing. If you have a lot of friends that aren't derby people, then that'd be a good weekend to have it. Right? Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, that's okay. yeah. June. All right, Kevin. June. We'll be there. You know, <laughs> we're, we're coming. 
Sandy and I went to two weddings in three weeks back in May. And we hadn't been to any weddings. Okay. And it was the strangest thing. The first one was our neighbor's daughter got married. We don't, we didn't. So the reason, well, we got invited because we're neighbors. And number two, Sandy made the cake, which was the main reason we got invited. So we went to the wedding and neither one of us knew hardly anybody. It was so odd. I knew about maybe 10 people at the wedding. Usually when you go to a wedding, you know, you know, people. Right. Yeah. Two weeks later, we went to a wedding of a gal that I, I taught school with and and it was in down in uh, Oklahoma. So anyway, we went and this is the God's truth. I knew her. I knew the groom. And one of the guys I taught with was yeah. that's the only three people I knew. At that wedding. <laughs> I didn't know a soul at that wedding, but those three. And that was really an odd, odd feeling. I would think that's very odd. Yeah. yeah. I've never had that experience. Mm -hmm. We didn't know anybody. And, and then there was a couple of girls, well, women. They were, I call them girls because they're like 21, 22 years old. They're sitting right beside us. It was us three, me, Sandy, and the guy I knew. And then they sat down there and we got to talking. They didn't know anybody either. They were married to a couple of the groomsmen or they were their girlfriends or something. They didn't know anybody either. It was really strange. All right, real quick. Okay. I already know the answer now. This is really weird at this question. I was I picked this out. What do you love best about your home? <laughs> isn't, that, well, isn't that unbelievable? Well, why why would you why would you think that I would say this out here? I don't know. You look pretty comfortable and I've been out there. It's pretty nice. I do like it, yeah. I, I would say either out on the uh out on the deck, we do have a TV. And uh, out here watching TV, uh, Russ said it best. It's something about watching sports outside. It's it's nice, and uh, that would probably be it. Or you know, downstairs we've got the big projector. We 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 spend a lot of time down there. Uh, you have to admit that can't. That's hard to beat downstairs. Yeah, well, and you know, the good thing about downstairs, the dog likes to go down there. The cat likes to go down there. So it's all a big family when we're when we're down there. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It really is. It'd be one of the two for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's odd though that I had that question. There you are sitting in a nice easy chair out on the deck on a beautiful 75 degree day. Yep. And you're in the shade. So yep. it's nice. It's nice. Yep. What about you? Well, we we live kind of up by ourselves. You might say, I mean, we now have some neighbors, but I don't ever see them. They're fantastic neighbors. Don't ever see them. Uh, and then our deck overlooks a, we call it a lake, but it's really a pond. And it's a beautiful view with geese and everything. It's kind of like living out in the country, but you're in town. Yeah. So I, I love the location. Uh, and our house is real open. It's got lots of windows. I like, I like, I like a lot of light in the house, and it seems like it's always cheery, I guess. Yep. Maybe you say it's really not, but it seems like it. So I like it. Yeah, so MTV Cribs, I could I could do. Uh, pit my ride, no. Very standard car. I'm, I'm not a fancy car person. No, he is not. 
No, I've got, uh, I've got. The, well, yeah, Dennis, you've been in it. I've got it. I now it's a nice car. It's a Jeep Cherokee, and it's mm-hmm. I don't know five or six years old. It's nice. And then we've got like a uh, what is that car we've got? Malibu that's like eight <laughs> years old or nine years old. And Heather keeps going. I don't know. Should we do it? Should we get a new car? I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, know. you've never been a a real car person. Uh, no, the deck is not screened in. No, it's not. Um, here. Well, I I don't know if I can show you without draw here. The thing about it is, you screen in the deck. Yeah, it's open. So you there you go. You got to be looking out through the view there through the screen. It's not yeah. as pretty. No, and it's we live well. I just like I showed you. You could see like we butt up to woods, like all that. That's like acres and acres of, of woods so i didn't really want to we didn't really want to screen it in yeah no yeah no well, yeah a screened in deck uh in florida would be nice yes well yeah yeah and mosquitoes right so right anyway all right anything else i thought I, yeah i just want to know this one <laughs> okay <laughs> this last one okay I got another one. We'll save it. Okay. Have you kept any memorabilia from your childhood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Literally all kinds of things, actually. Too many Mm -hmm. to name. Anything that's more valuable to you than something else? You know, like I had a lot of like uh, autographs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Like there's one. uh, Well, uh, you know, Uncle Kevin got the Wayne Gretzky autograph thing, personalized photo. I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got like like Chris Pronger autograph, Al McKinnis, like stuff like that. Um, the little wrestlers, they're in my office on the bottom you, shelf on the live shows. You can see them, kept all them. Do you know where the autographs are? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I got a bunch of shit. Uh, well, you go over. You go over to my mom's house. There's all kinds of shit she's kept, and then, well, even at your house in that back closet, there's all kinds of shit. So yes, I've kept tons. <laughs> okay. I I just I I knew you did. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell this one story because this always cracks people up. Okay, because I've still got stuff from a long time ago too that I kept, and and my your grandmother kept a lot of my stuff and. Uh-huh. And it's in a big box and junk. But this is the dumbest thing I ever did. Okay. Okay. Oh, I know this. Yes. <laughs> and this is a bad story. Yeah. Oh, God. And your grandfather kill, about killed me when he found out what I did. My uncle was, this was back in the early 60s. Early, I said 60s. Mm-hmm. When the Yankees were dominating baseball. Mm-hmm. Is this a story you're thinking of? Mm-hmm. And he was dating a girl who was a cousin of a pitcher by the name of Ralph Terry who was a very good pitcher for the Yankees at that time. And she got me an autographed baseball signed by Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford, Roger Maris, all of the famous, famous Yankees, Bobby Richardson, Tony Kubek of that era, Casey Stingle, 
of that era. There is no telling what this ball, which here's the ball. I don't, I'm like slim. I don't know how to do this, but move it over a little bit. There it is. Yeah. The ball. Now it's been a long, long time since I've had this ball. Okay. Yeah. But my dad took it and shellacked it to keep the signatures on there. Now it's been so long that the signatures have begun to fade. But I can still read Yogi Berra, Roger Maris. But right here, and put probably, it up real close. Yeah, I can't see it, but anyway, move it up just a bit. I was sitting around one day. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you've seen it. And I decided I'd sign this ball. <laughs> So on this ball, oh, my dad like killed me. <laughs> I still remember this. Underneath, Bobby Richardson, Elston Howard, he's a Hall of Fame catcher. Uh -huh. And just above Whitey Ford's signature, Mike H. <laughs> I didn't even put my last name. Mike H. is on this ball. <laughs> says I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> I've got it. My daddy bought me this little yeah ball holder and everything, you know, and it's got a it's got a case on it and everything. And he come home one day and it was sitting there in the living room on the table because I think it meant more to him than it did me, obviously. Because I didn't like the Yankees, I didn't care about the Yankees, I hated them, and so. A signature, you can see it through this. And he's looking at that, and he does a double take, and he gets that ball out of there, and he goes, what in the hell have you done? This was ball signed by the 1961 World Champion Yankees with some of the most famous baseball players of all time. And back in those days, baseball signatures were extremely valuable. Yeah. And in 20 years, there's no telling what this ball would have been worth. <laughs> When I was a little kid, I don't even think anything. I thought, man, this is cool. I'm going to put my signature on here, too. <laughs> yeah, that was my college fund. That's right. <laughs> That's why I, I wanted to, you know, I saw that question. I thought, oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's, I thought he, that's the maddest. Well, I don't know if it was the maddest, but it was close to the maddest. Well, um, that is a good one. There's another one you could tell. Okay. Because you've ruined when you were another stupid thing you did when you were a kid, you ruined some of the most valuable baseball cards on the market. Oh God, yes. Why do you tell tell people what you would do if they, if you got a card that was not a St. Louis Cardinal player, what would you do with it? Okay. See, I grew up in the sixties uh -huh. and baseball cards was what you did when you were a kid. Baseball was the sport. I mean, we loved baseball. Not so much now. So collecting baseball cards was huge in our neighborhood. And there was a little store where we'd go down and get the baseball cards. Well, I love the Cardinals. And so my my brother and I would go get our cards. No, I didn't burn them. And we would, we would wad up a paper wad. And that was a ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. And our living room was fairly large. And I would take the baseball card. I wish I had one here. Here, hang on. 
Yeah, pull out that Mickey Mantle that would be worth thousands. I would take the card like this and put it in my hand. Uh -huh. He would underhand the base, the paper wad, and we'd hit it. Right. With the card, you know, the Lou Brock or, you know, and the card would end up. Well, that guy's kind of kind of good, so I'm not gonna bend it up. But it'd get all bent. Yeah. Mickey Mantles. I had Mickey Mantles that are worth hundred thousand dollars. I had, uh, you know, Roger Merritt. I had all the big time Willie Mays. Mm -hmm. Ruined them. Mm -hmm. Ruined most of them. I still have a few. But. You put them on. You told me you put them on, uh, like what JL says here. Put them in the bike. I didn't put. I just. I did. I don't think I put very many valuable ones. Okay. But you would put some on there. Well, all of us did because it made the made a nice noise when you would go down the street on your bicycle. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Every he's got. I don't know that. I don't. You don't have the Mickey Mantle rookie, do you? No, I'm too. I'm too uh, young for that. But he has one that's worth a shit ton. And yeah. It's got the big. It looks like he just folded that son of a bitch in half. I mean, and it's the biggest crease you've ever seen. And it, all the corners are all messed up on him because it's like what he's describing. You're gonna pretty much fold it in half when you do that. Oh yeah. And those corners are gonna get you know. So I had, anyway. him, I had them all. I had, you know, Millie, any. Willie Mays card from 1963 till 68, 69. I had it. No, actually, it was like 60 to 68. Mickey Mantle had them all uh, through that period. Uh, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, all the great Cardinal players of that era had them all. Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron. I've got now some of them escaped. And they didn't get bent, and I've still got them. I've got them somewhere. I don't know where I've got them. But they're in this room somewhere. But, right. you know, here's the deal about the – you're right. Some of them, the ones that are worth maybe 20 bucks, they're fine. Yeah. Every card you have of big value is not sellable. I know. <laughs> almost. There might be a couple, but <laughs> almost is, all of them are the, ruined. <laughs> and the thing is, even though they're not – really valuable. I can't get rid of them. I just, I still keep them. And every once in a while I get them out and look at them and think, you idiot. <laughs> so They're not, they're not as valuable as they used to be. No, they're not. But they, they well, they actually, they went up uh, during COVID. Oh, did we're back into it. Yeah. So, well, and back then a package of baseball cards cost a nickel and you got five cards yeah. for a nickel. So you paid a penny for these cards that are worth thousands that you can't that are worth that are only worth nothing now. <laughs> I got box after box of them. I, I'm looking at five or six boxes over in the corner right now. I got boxes, baseball cards from yeah. when you collected, yeah. hockey cards. I got them all. You've got some. I got them everywhere in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I could have went to an Ivy League school and <laughs> could have invented Facebook. No, then I went to Missouri Southern and invented racing dudes. So. Uh, yeah, no, I think you did all right. But here's the thing: I would never have sold those cards. That's the deal. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I can't. Yeah, I've still got a couple of here that are in good condition. And I can't. I took them. There's a guy I worked with that was into it big time, and I took all of them over one day. And he goes, "Oh, you can get money out of this one." He said, "Let's put it on something." See if we can sell it. I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! By the way, this this Belmont Day is is just uh, uh, the weirdest things are happening. Anyway, 
All right. Um, yeah. Well, anything I kept? Um, not really. No, I'm not an idiot. So. <laughs> Well, I knew better. No, I don't know. I when really I was know. doing this, back when I was doing this, baseball card collecting wasn't a big deal. We just went and got them because they were our favorite players, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And we might get when a rinky-dink. Our, our buddy would get a rinky-dink cardinal, and we didn't have him. We'd trade three really good players just to get <laughs> the cardinal. I mean, we – You know, I was thinking the other day, we used to – this is another thing you don't ever see anymore of you. I don't know why my mother let me do this, but we had a tree house. We had a freaking tree house up in the big old tree. Yeah. We could have fell out of that and broke our necks. And I mean, even I had a tree house. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, anyway, we're up in that freaking tree house up there trading baseball cards, you know, all the time. And yeah. So, but you don't see tree houses anymore. Our parents won't let you do that anymore. And I no. see, hey. No, I know. Um, yeah, this was those McGuire cards were big, and Jason had one, and then the steroid yeah. thing totally ruined them. But yeah, they were big yeah. for a while. They went yeah. down. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. we've done enough. We've we've yeah. we've, we've covered still, all your faults today. So we'll say one of these days, we need to do a show where our audience, you just start asking us questions and. <laughs> You guys all chime in, and I think we'll have the best viewership we ever had. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think people just tune in for the last 20 minutes of the show now. Yeah. <laughs> just to hear all the dumb stuff we've done. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so I've done well, you're dumb, for sure. I'm signing off from Joplin, Missouri. If he didn't ruin those baseball cards, who knows where I could be right now. But instead, I'm in Joplin. You, did America. All, you didn't need the baseball cards. Yeah. Middle America, that signed baseball, could have sold it. But instead, no, I'm in Joplin. Yeah. But, you but know the what? good news is I'm here. And the other good news is we'll have more shows because I still have to keep working. Uh, so we'll. You got this ball, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what's going on. In an hour and 30 minutes, uh, we will be, uh, well, I won't be, but Magic Mike Show will be on. They'll be live. They'll be covering Keeneland. I believe Saturday is uh, pick four, pick five. So that's going to be big, big time show. Blinkers Off will be at 5 p.m. Central, 6 Eastern time. Going to cover all 14 of the Breeders' Cup winning your ends. Rapid fire. Uh, that might take three hours. Who knows? But we're going to cover all 14 of them. So make sure to check that out. So a lot going on. Uh, we have live shows Friday and Saturday for the racing action. Going to cover the three uh, stakes races on Friday from Keeneland and then a live show on Saturday for uh, some big-time racing coverage as well. So a lot going on on the site. Of course, Dudes Who Bet Daily will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as always. Don't forget, Saturday, early start time. Start an hour earlier, 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. So that's what's going on. And, yes, you do have that baseball, and Mike H. signed it. So it is a wonderful right. <laughs> Yes, indeedy. <laughs> all right, folks. <laughs> We're going to get off here, as always. We really, really, really appreciate all of you. And we will be back on Monday for this show. So we'll see you then. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you. Hey. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman. And his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. <laughs>